Hi, this is Dan Steele with your Wausau Legislative Report for Monday, March 20th. During this 11th week of the 2023 legislative session, legislative committees continue to meet with full agendas with the next self-imposed cutoff right around the corner. All House bills have to be out of their opposite House Policy Committee by next Wednesday, March 29th, to remain live. Six days later, the opposite House Fiscal Committee cutoff arrives for bills with budget impacts. While several key bills will be heard this week, the big news is budget-related. First, as scheduled, the Economic and Revenue Forecast Council released its first quarter revenue update, which budget writers will use to finalize budget proposals. As we've discussed here and in This Week in Olympia over the last few weeks, Washington's economy continues to grow and revenues continue to come in above forecasted projections. At the same time, however, that growth has been slowing and the storm clouds are coming into view. Today's forecast showed an estimated increase in revenues in the remainder of the current biennium. Projections indicate an additional $194 million in the 2001-2023 biennium that ends in June. Forecasted numbers for the upcoming 2023-25 biennium and the 2025-27 biennium, however, were down. Remember, the legislature is required to not only adopt a balanced two-year budget for 2023-25, but the adopted budget must also balance over four years through 2025-27. Projections for the 2023-25 biennium were down $483 million and down another $541 million in 2025-27 for a total four-year reduction in the forecast of just over $1 billion. Again, revenues continue to grow, but at a slower rate. To illustrate, revenue growth from the 2019-21 biennium to the 2021-23 biennium was 20.7%. Growth from the current 2021-23 biennium to 2023-25, however, is just 2.4%. Three main budget drivers have a major impact on this forecast. First, construction is slowing, which is causing a significant downward slide in the real estate excise tax. Second, personal income, which is still growing, is starting to slow and is below previous projections. This impacts what consumers will buy and how much, which is negatively impacting the amount of the sales tax the state collects. Third, interest rates are still very high, and coupled with slowing personal income, this limits major purchases such as cars, furniture, or major appliances, which again has a major impact on sales tax collections. As there have been for the previous few forecasts, there are significant risks, including a potential recession, major layoffs in the tech sector, a continued high inflation, and the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. Additionally, recent news about a potential banking crisis could cause significant impacts to the forecast, but this potential impact is not included in this forecast. We'll have to wait a few days to find out what this downward forecast really means for budget proposals. The Senate is scheduled to release its proposal this Thursday, March 23rd, and the House is scheduled to release its proposal next Monday, March 27th. Budget writers today provided some broad hints about what's coming. Senator Christine Rolfus 
The Senate Democrat's main budget writer said that her budget will reflect a strong economy but will not spend as much as the governor proposed. Rolfus also noted that lower revenue growth has been talked about for a couple of years, so it was something that was expected and therefore will not have much of an impact on the proposal that they plan to release. Representative Tim Ormsby, the House Democrat's main budget writer, noted the recent budgets have been restrained and the forecast today validated this reserved approach. Their Republican counterparts, as you can guess, had different thoughts. Senator Linda Wilson, ranking minority member of the Senate Ways and Means Committee, disputed recent conservative budgeting, noting that the budget growth has increased exponentially in the last few years, and now a more cautious approach is necessary as that growth can't be sustained. Representative Ed Orca, ranking minority member of the House Finance Committee, argued that given continued revenue growth, the state can continue to expand the budget or provide tax relief for citizens. Of course, his answer was tax relief. Well, this is all nice talk until we actually see real budgets on the table. We appreciate the continued talk about in introducing budgets that represent budget writers' values. However, we are fully expecting their so-called values to not align with the state's paramount duty. Regarding the paramount duty, last week policy committees in both houses heard special education bills from the opposite house, Senate Bill 5311 and House Bill 1436. We've talked details about these bills numerous times, so I won't rehash that here today. If you want details of the hearings, we encourage you to check out last Friday's March 10th edition of This Week in Olympia. In short, we opposed House Bill 1436 and provided some qualified support for Senate Bill 5311. Our bottom line message to legislators, especially as they prepare budgets, is that we support the policy and funding levels in the Senate special education proposal. We're encouraging the Senate to hold firm to their position and we're noting our opposition to the House's plan which is significantly underfunded and also includes multiple concerning policy positions, including the enrollment cap, multipliers, and accountability provisions. The House Education Committee is scheduled to take executive action on Senate Bill 5311 tomorrow, March 21st. House Bill 1436 has not yet been scheduled for executive action in the Senate Early Learning and K-12 Education Committee. On people transportation, Senate Bill 5174 was heard in the House Appropriations Committee last week and has been scheduled for executive action on Wednesday, March 22nd. It is anticipated that an attempt will be made to reinsert people transportation contractor language regarding benefits. It is unclear, however, if the House will even move this bill, especially after its own House Bill 1248 died in its own House. It's possible funding for special passengers may be included in the budget without a bill, similar to what happened last year. Stay tuned. House Bill 1550, Transition to Kindergarten, has finally been scheduled for a public hearing on Wednesday, March 22nd, in the Senate Early Learning and K-12 Education Committee. A new striking amendment was introduced this morning, which will be heard in place of the bill adopted by the House. The new amendment is significantly better than the previous versions of House Bill 1550. However, there are still major unanswered questions and ongoing concerns. 
if you have a TK program in your school, school district, or if you're planning on implementing TK, we encourage you to read the striker and provide feedback. Finally, Senate Bill 5175, AWSP's bill to allow three-year contracts for principals, is set for a public hearing in the House Education Committee tomorrow, March 21st. While we will express our continued support for principals and discuss some potential solutions, we'll continue to oppose this bill. We don't believe that the bill will adequately address principals' needs and it will force division between building administrators and district administrators when collaboration is even more imperative. The end of the session is almost in sight, but there's still time to engage and have a positive impact. We encourage you to continue to advocate. Thank you for listening.